Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. You guys should get the drill by now. It's Wednesday. It's Wesson Walker. We're starting off wasting zero time, and I like it. I don't want to waste any more time. All we have is time, Wes. Why should we waste it? (laughs) All we got is time on this Wednesday. We're with you from 12 to 3 p.m. We want to hear from you on the text line, as always, 704-570-9610. We want the actual form of yelling. We also want the written form of yelling on the text line. I want all caps. I want exclamation points. I want you getting your Kai Jones on, sending some emojis if you want to do that. But don't dance like Kyle, uh, like Kai Jones. Don't do that. I would say that, but honestly, if you wanted to dance and send it to the sex line, I'd want You can it. dance, but not like he did. <laughs> Those are some crazy legs moving yeah, around. Yeah. That is, uh, who do you think is better at dancing, Mac or Kai Jones? I want to see those two go at it. Yeah. Kai I'm going to get an edge to Mac. He's he's crazy enough to where I think he would actually He'd meet Mac it. up. Yeah. And those two could have a dance battle. And I know Mac would do it. He And Kai looks like, I mean, he definitely looks like a giraffe when he was dancing. He looks like the awkward <laughs> baby giraffe that's bending over to get a drink of water when dancing. Yeah. That's what he looks like. Mm-hmm. All right, enough of it, okay? It's time. I'm going to count down to three. It's War Cry Wednesday. You guys know the drill by now. If you're pulling up to a street light, then you know that you need to go ahead and stop, park it, yell, have people look at you crazy, and then they're going to know, oh, yeah, they're listening to Wesson Walker. Here we go. What you got for us, Wesson? Oh, I was going to ask, what if they're in the drive-thru getting ready to order food? You need to say to the drive-thru cashier, hold on one second. I got to let a war cry out. Okay. And then they're going to know, oh, yeah, they must be listening to Wesson Walker. All right. One. Two, three. It's Wednesday! Fiddy, did you not participate? I did. Oh, Fiddy, that was the week. No. Yeah, that was week. I'm isolating you. (laughs) You are doing this by yourself. That was, you usually will help us. Why did you not help us here? I mean, the vibes are down, man. My football team's all lost on my birthday. The Mets have been eliminated from the MLB postseason race. No, I... I it's just a little... Like when Wes talked about the Ric Flair documentary, I just gave a nice little woo. Um, uh, no. We're, yeah, we're that's doing this, trash. We're, doing this we're not again. doing that. We're doing it again, and this time it's only going to be you, Fiddy. We're going to isolate your War Cry Wednesday, and then we're going to get off of the bus with you opening up the doors. It's time to pull up to the scene. Fiddy, I'm going to give you a countdown, and you are going to yell for everybody because you did not participate the first time. One, two, three. <laughs> I like it. Open up the doors, Fiddy. Let's get off the bus. You sound like a wounded, wounded rooster. <laughs> I got something to say. <laughs> We got a bunch of texts rolling in. I like Matt from the gas house. He just decided to yell Wu-Tang Wednesday. Okay. I like a Wu-Tang Wednesday. Panther Bo writing in with a bunch of capitalization, a bunch of emojis. We have King of the Marlow Militia yelling, Panthers suck, yeah! (laughs) That's how a lot of people are feeling right now here, Wes. And it's got people asking... 
how are they going to do against the Minnesota Vikings this time? Because I tweeted this out. I, I saw someone say, happy Vikings week, LOL. And then they put the game from a few years back when Teddy Bridgewater had an open DJ Moore in the end zone under two minutes to go. And he misses him despite and people blamed Joe Brady for that play call too. They miss him. They end up losing that game, and it was a brutal loss just a couple of years ago. How about in 2021 when the Minnesota Vikings come to town and the game is tied after Sam Darnold actually had a pretty decent game? Bring the Panthers back. Oh, this better be good. It better be good. Unless you're talking about cheeseburgers or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) It better be good. What you got, Fiddy? Panthers head coach Frank Reich is meeting with the media as we speak, and according to Augusta Stone... Rookie quarterback Bryce Young will practice today. Okay. Okay. Good sign. All right. After Andy Dalton started against Seattle, played very well, he'll be starting against Minnesota. Hopefully Bryce Young, if he plays, which the signs are good, the fact that he's practicing today, hopefully he can give a performance that allows the Panthers to score 30 points, 28, something like they did against the Minnesota Vikings the last time. Even though the Carolina Panthers lost that game, hopefully the Panthers' defense would show up. But the last two losses, Wes, for Carolina, Mm -hmm. it was the bad Teddy Bridgewater pass in the end zone, missing a wide-open DJ Moore. And then the last one, the Panthers lost in overtime on a deep pass to K.J. Osborne. Game over. Walk-off touchdown for Minnesota at the bank. Do you expect it to go better for the Panthers this weekend than it's gone for the Panthers the last two outings against Minnesota? Uh, Yeah, I expect this one to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a fun game. Uh, I think that... Well, you think a shootout? That's big-time news for us Panthers fans that have been watching awful <laughs> offense. Yeah, I, I think so, man. I'm going to give Bryce the benefit of the doubt. If he's able to play, I think uh, th- this defense certainly, we talked about the the low lights for them, the low accolades that they have going for them coming into this game. This isn't one of the best defenses in the league like he's faced in his first two contests. So hopefully he learned a little bit from Andy Dalton. Hopefully he's going to get out there and let it fly uh, just a little bit against a Vikings defense that there's a lot of yardage and points to be had. And Minnesota's offense as well, even though Carolina's defense is better than Minnesota's in my opinion. But uh, we know what Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson and the issues that they present. So we always talk about, we always debate quarterbacks and how good Kirk Cousins is, maybe how good Jared Goff is. I will say it's not really Kirk Cousins that they're losing right now. Kirk Cousins is throwing for a bajillion yards. If you go look at the stats, I think I was listening to a podcast yesterday that said Kirk Cousins on this pace is going to throw for 6,000 yards this season. (laughs) So in three games, he has 1,075 yards. He has nine touchdowns to just two interceptions. But they're 0-3 because the defense still isn't good. And the Minnesota Vikings, well, they find miraculous ways to lose. And a lot of the one-score game luck that they got last year, it's not going their way this season. It was a bad loss to Tampa. It also helps that you have Justin Jefferson, who's going for a buck fifty every single game. Wes, as we'll get to in the second segment, the secondary is banged up. 
and banged up actually is underselling what they're going through. J.C. Horn is going to miss a lot more time. Xavier Woods is reportedly expected to miss four to six weeks, having a great start to the season in that secondary. So now that you're going against Kirk Cousins, who's airing it out, Justin Jefferson, who probably is the best wide receiver in all of football, T.J. Hawkinson, who is at least a top three tight end in all of football as it currently stands, it's going to be a tough day for this defense, despite that being the strength of this team. It's going to be a tough day for the defense to stop that high-potent offense, and it's going to be tough for this offense that has been lacking in points, to say the least, to try to keep up with Minnesota. Well, let's not forget about two, man. This is the payback game for Adam Thielen. Coming off of 11 receptions, 145 yards, and a score, you know he is chomping at the bit to get at the Vikings, as Gary Payton would say, get at him. They're ready to get at him this weekend, so that's a nice little element to this game, too. You know Thielen, he'll try to downplay it like they always do. It doesn't mean much and all that stuff, but you know he is going to be keyed up, ready for this football game against his former team. This is the second joke that I've seen made about this particular instance. We talked about it during the break. Playmaker Baker asked this question on the text line at 704-570-9610. Will Justin Jefferson go for more yards than Julio did against this Panthers secondary? <laughs> for those that don't know, Julio Jones in 2016, the year after the Panthers Super Bowl run, Julio went for three bills on the Carolina Panthers. The next day, Ben A. Ben Wickery was cut at noon because I was going I was going on the air and the breaking news hit just like Fitty hit us with the breaking news at the beginning of this show. But nay, cut. Not allowed. You allow 300 yards. I don't care if it's Julio. They did not have any more time for Benet Ben Wickery on that squad. I don't know. We talked about it yesterday. No J.C. Horn. Now no Xavier Woods helping out. C.J. Henderson couldn't miss this game. Which, yes, you could shrug your shoulders and say, I don't care if C.J. Henderson doesn't play. But imagine if they're relying on C.J. just how bad it is after the third round pick that you gave up to go get that guy that's still struggling. Just imagine how bad it is after C.J. Henderson. You're going to have to rely a ton on Derrick Brown getting after Kirk Cousins, who was the number one graded player defensively for this Panthers team, and Brian Burns, who had two, I think, really good games, specifically the first half against Atlanta. But you're putting a lot on the pass rush of this team, whether it be Justin Houston, Derrick Brown, Brian Burns. Is that going to be enough, Wes, that gives this Panthers team a shot? The fact that the defensive line, the pass rush, has been quite frankly, a lot better than what we expected coming into the season. Uh, I don't think so. As I said, I I think this is going to be a heavily offensive game. And so I think that they'll have their moments where they step up. But I think the injuries are really starting to catch up against them. I think Minnesota is certainly going to come into this game knowing that, hey, if we can take care of Burns on that edge, that'll take care of most of the issues we have. Frankie Louvre is going to play, though, so we know the problems that he can present and Derrick Brown. But it's definitely going to be all hands on deck. I know that this front seven is going to put the onus on them to try to come out and win this game, slow them down, but they're going to need the offense to have a fast start. That's going to be parallel in this game. Which offense starts the quickest? All right, so let's get to a few more texts before our next question here. We do have somebody writing it, or Jim Dingleberry. Yes, Jim Dingleberry writes in, (laughs) Kirk Cousins is going over 500. (laughs) Scott the XFL Hawk said, Kirk Cousins is the greatest stat patter ever. We had a couple of other Tech say, hey, it's not prime time, so Kirk Cousins just might go off on this Carolina Panthers team. The good news is, Wes, even if Kirk Cousins throws for 350 to 400 yards, they're still liable to lose because that's happened the first three games. 
if you look at this upcoming schedule for the Carolina Panthers, Minnesota, on the road against Detroit, on the road against Miami. Those are the next three games that they have. We just saw Miami put up 70. We know Detroit is a very good offense, and the defense is playing better this season. If they don't win this game against Minnesota, a team that still has not won, 0-6 is what you're looking at. Yeah. If they lose to Minnesota, that would be an 0-4 start to the season. Yeah, 0-6. You expect them to lose on the road against Detroit and Miami. Houston Texans, that's the game you think they win if they lose to Minnesota? Yeah, I mean, you would think so on paper, man, but that's not a gimme either. These games that we at first thought were going to be sure things now are 50-50 propositions at this point. We just saw Indianapolis beat the Baltimore Ravens, a Super Bowl contender. So that's going to be no easy out. I would think at this point, Indianapolis has to be the favorite in that game. And then the Houston Texans just beat Jacksonville at Jacksonville. And I know that their history, that they kind of own the Jaguars uh, as of recently. But the way C.J. Stroud is playing, and that's no gimme either. So if I had to bet, though, to say which one would be the first one, I would have to go with the Texans. But, man, it's no sure thing at this point. Well, it's the one that you could flip a coin on because Miami's going to be a big-time favorite. They're probably the best team in the NFL right now with what they've done. The Detroit Lions, it's not impossible. I could see a Carolina Panther win against them. They beat them last year. But still, Detroit is going to be favored, especially at home. So if they don't beat Minnesota at Bank of America Stadium, where they're still looking for their first win, and the next two are Detroit and Miami, Houston is the only other game that you could see in the near future that is going to be a toss-up, right? Like, you might expect Houston to win. We could get to that point, and you could pick the Texans to get that victory, but it's the only other legitimate chance where people might be willing to put money on the Panthers. Colts, Bears, right after that, it's a nice stretch. It's one where you could win a few of those games, for sure. You could win maybe three games in a row. (laughs) I mean, that's tough to see this Panthers team going on a consecutive streak of victories. But if it's not this weekend against Minnesota, then you might be waiting a long time before that first win. Hey, quick question, man. Just, uh, you know, we love alternate universe here at uh, Wesson Walker. Just wanted to throw it out there because you don't have a first round pick so 0 and 6 doesn't even give you any solace because you're like man we might not even have first round pick if you're a Panthers fan but if you did and Bryce looked average through the six games and say you go 0 and 6 with all these quarterbacks coming out would you even start to begin to daydream about another quarterback it would be I just wanted to throw that out it would be a hardcore conversation Everybody would be talking about it. Yeah. Because I, I, we do this every year where, hey, that next QB draft class is going to be sensational. Hey, just wait for the next one. That QB draft class is going to be sensational. There's truth to that. I'll say Caleb Williams, Drake May, Shador Sanders, even your boy over there, Fitty, Michael, Michael Penix Jr., <laughs> Cam Ward. Like th- this one, I have a hard time seeing three, four years after that where there's going to be as talented yeah, a group is, as that. This is this is the one. Pe- people people are right in that. Oh, okay, we'll just have to wait for the next best class ever. That happens a lot. I have a hard time believing it's going to be as good the as Caleb Williams. The depth of this quarterback class is crazy, insane. I mean, you could see five, six, seven quarterbacks go in the first round. But it's all for naught because you don't have a first-round pick. And and you can't trade up to go get him. You can't. This is true. But the depth of this quarterback class, there's going to be some really good prospects sitting in the second round as well. I mean, I know we're way out ahead of the horse here, but in the second round, man, you could see 
I don't even know how it's going to shake out, but Tyler Van Dyke, Jordan Travis, Spencer Radler, like, there's going to be a lot of guys sitting around, too. But I, I just wanted to throw that Hold out that there just thought. to get people talking. No, I want you to. Hold okay. that thought. We'll talk about that and whether it, the start to the season, what we're expecting going forward, should change the Panthers' plans and how they invest in their future. We're going to have that conversation on the other side of the break. It's Wes and Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Wes just set the text line on fire before we went to break because we got some funny ones from everybody texting in at 704-570-9610. Panther Wes, a different Wes. A Panther fan, Wes. Now that that's his burner. Yeah, you're right. He's texting the text line because he is he is a closet Panther fan. He did leave the studio for a little while. Yeah. And then this text came in. Listen, this is I don't this, think that's a coincidence. Yeah, man. <laughs> this is the world uh that we live in, man. I mean, we start to look ahead all the time. And so it's a conversation that will come up. If they get to 0-6 and things aren't looking how they need to look, it's going to be things that are to be had. And you're talking about, I mean, this isn't just a two-quarterback, three-quarterback class. Whether or not Shador comes out, we'll see. We know what Dion said as <laughs> far as right. dad laying down the law. But, uh, I mean, this is a different type of class. And so when you talk about what you could potentially find or – Go ahead. Well, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. Just I don't, those QBs aren't going to be possible, even if you really wanted a hell bent conversation on this. Those guys aren't going to be possible because you're you're not going to be able to trade up unless you get rid of the farm because you hate Bryce Young that much. And I just can't see a world where you hate Bryce and the way that he's played that much to where you're getting rid of, you know, Brian Burns and everybody to go up and get that QB. I mean, the only way to, that it might happen is if, uh, let's say the Houston Texans don't win another game. You got your one. Mm-hmm. They don't win another one. They got C.J. Stroud. They're rolling with him. I mean, maybe, but they're not going to trade it to Carolina. And so I, that was my point. The, the text here, real quickly, Panther West, your burner, said, holy bleep, <laughs> he's only played two games, and you won a second rounder. Spence said, Wes already over here talking about replacing Bryce. I almost spit out my coffee, LOL. <laughs> Horse show dad or Jabo. He said, ah, the life of a Panther fan in week four. We're already <laughs> talking about the draft. And then here Panther, we go. Panther Bo, last one, said, can't wait for us to develop Bryce so we can trade him for a first round pick. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> the Panthers do have their own second round pick this year. So if you're sitting there with the first pick, let's just dream a little bit. Let's and Texans you, don't have a first anyway. Yeah. Let's just say that. you have the first or the second pick of the second round. I mean, who are you going to get? Michael Penix could be sitting there, but probably not. Could be. 
Could be. There's always somebody that falls. Quinn Ewers. I mean, a Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy. I mean, they're different guys. Riley Leonard. If you want to set up camp here, can we talk about the ineptitude of this organization if they draft a quarterback <laughs> at the beginning of the second round after trading up to go get a first quarterback yeah. and then deciding that he wasn't it? Well, hell, Washington did it in the same draft before. Well, that's true, but they didn't, not after they, well, I guess they traded up to go get RG3 and then they had their insurance policy then, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a year after, mm-hmm. right? They just drafted Kirk Cousins then and we could see, okay, they're just drafting a QB to possibly be a backup. Mm-hmm. And and if, if, if that were to happen, wouldn't that mean that Scott Fitter is no longer the GM? Like, There's no way the next year he's drafting another quarterback. That has to be new GM in place that doesn't love Bryce. It has to go get his guy because he knows... If he misses, he's out of a job. Well, and if you don't use your highest pick to help your first overall quarterback that you selected, and instead you're using your highest pick to get a different quarterback, <laughs> that is not going to help Bryce Young. In fact, it's the only way that it would help him is if you really believe in good old-fashioned competition. Hey, Bryce, we brought in another guy. We think this will amp up your play and therefore make our team better. So maybe we need to quit the Andy Dalton to the Jets trade and just try to force Bryce Young to the Jets because they might give you a first-round pick. Yeah, I definitely have the text line on fire. I mean, people <laughs> take everything so literal. Like, Cacalac says, I'm trying to light the fuse. I need people to get like a rod and relax. People acting like they thought we were going to be contending with all of the hands uh, being changed. But then NW is like, Bo Nix, are you kidding me? I'm not saying that I think Bo Nix is a great player. I'm not saying I think he's going to be a great pro. I'm just throwing out guys that are considered top prospects at this point. And you never know what these NFL teams like. But let's not act like this is a real conversation that happens. And I'm just and and the 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 fact is they missed the whole hypothetical part of this. I said if you start 0 and six and Bryce looks and average, you had a first round like there are so many monster caveats. Yeah, I'm didn't make this a mood point to be honest. Yeah, I'm just like God. If you go 0 and six, if he looks average, do you? I said, do you start to? lament the fact that you don't have a first round and that you couldn't do it, or if you're sitting at the top of the second round, is it something you would dare to have a thought about? Not to do, <laughs> but to have a thought about out there. People, listen. I, I like I like that Wes wanted to dip his toe in the water <laughs> and the sharks immediately bit his toe off. Yeah, it's like, dang, guys, like, listen to what I'm saying here. I'm you just, can't you can't ever be 10 yeah, toes down Yeah, we always anymore. say alternate situation, alternate universe here. That's all we're saying here. But I like it, though. I mean, I like to set it off. All right, so Wes dipped his toe in the water. His whole foot got bit off. He can never be 10 toes down ever again. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about how the Panthers should invest in the future. Because I'm looking at the defensive side more so. Those are the more interesting questions, in my opinion, right? Sure. So, And it's not because you know we know the offense is bad. I'm just talking about re-signing players. If you want to re-sign a guy, it means that they did something worth your time after this initial contract is up. So Derek Brown... That's not changing. I think you want Derek Brown pretty badly on this squad. Once it gets time to negotiating with him, hopefully it doesn't happen like it did with Brian Burns, and you just lock him up. That guy is answering all of the questions that we had about whether he could capitalize off of his breakout season last year. He's been playing very well at the beginning of this season. You still want to invest in Derek Brown. But everybody else, you're not so sure about. So let's have this combo. Let's talk about Brian Burns real quickly here, Wes. I was about to say, you love B. Burns out. Well, let's no, talk about it. Well, no, it's it's just whether you think things should change on how they should invest in him. Mm-hmm. Because we all thought that they should have paid him already. Mm-hmm. All right. 
30 million, 28 million, maybe you think not even that much, whatever, right? But most of the fan base, I think, wanted the Panthers to pay Brian Burns something close to 30 million and have this thing done with. But now that they've had the start that they are on right now, 0 and 3, if they lose against Minnesota, it looks like you're going to go 0 and 6 before you have a game against Houston, you know, close to the midway point of the season and you're still looking for your first victory. Are we getting to the point now, Wes, where it's a fair question to ask, should they just trade Brian Burns for something hopefully of similar value, a couple first round picks, a second round pick? Is that something that should be more on the table because they didn't sign Brian Burns initially and they're winless this deep into the season? I can see it being a thought. Uh, If you're at a point, like I said, where the record looks bad, you're at two wins, three wins for the season. And you have many holes to fill and you feel like, okay, why would we pay this guy this much money? We're not getting much with him where we could just start over because that's basically where we're at right now. And I'm thinking if like you're the Carolina GM and you're just saying this is where we're at right now. We're rock bottom pretty much with these guys on the team. And you know the phrase, I can do bad all by myself. So if you sit there and say that mm-hmm. and then you're like, all right, man. If we can trade Brian Burns and get a one and a two or maybe two ones, because let's say he comes out and has a great season, 15-plus sacks, and you say, all right, we can get two ones or one and a two form with all the things that we need to fill this year, especially you're talking about possible revamping of the offensive line. I think it's something to be entertained, and I think that if you got another offer for two first-rounders, I like Brian Burns. I think he's progressing. I definitely still think he's going to get his money wherever he goes. Like, to me, that's not a question at all, whether he gets it in Carolina or somewhere else. But I think if you're the Panthers at this point with the start that you've had and with the way the season could go, if you get offered two first-round picks, I think at this point you got to jump on it. The question would then become, though, why didn't you do this last year? Because you didn't foresee this coming. But that's on the Panthers. Yeah. That's why we have been criticizing the Panthers. Because we knew Nick Bosa was going to be in line to make the most amount of money from any edge rusher ever and be the second highest paid defensive player outside of Aaron Donald. And he might even have more. It's similar. It's, you know, whatever. We knew Nick Bosa was about to get paid, just like we know Micah Parsons is about to get paid. Mm -hmm. And so if the reports are true that the Panthers came in at around 23 million annually, did anybody think that he would sign that? Like, seriously, you you could argue all you want to that you don't think Brian Burns is worth $28 million or around that area. You could argue that. That's fine. The question I ask is, did you really think Brian Burns was ever going to agree to $23 million annually? Because I felt damn good about him saying no to that offer. Yeah. Right? Like, you got to get at least to, what, twenty-five? And so the fact, this is why we criticize the organization, is because it felt easy for us to see. So why wasn't easy why wasn't it easy enough for them to see it and then get something done? Okay. So now you you don't take care of it then. Now the question just grows bigger and bigger and bigger because he's playing. He's betting on himself, one not to get injured, which you're going to have to fight that battle every single week. But the guy's producing. So what's good about this is okay, he's still holding value. I think you could still get the two first round picks in a second because whoever was trading for Brian Burns, unless you were going to do it on a rental, you were always going to agree to a contract with him. Very Bradley Chubb-esque, right? We saw it from Denver going to Miami. Certainly. So we're going to see that with Brian. So at least to me, he's not losing any value because he's playing well. But it just seems like you could have done this at the beginning 
and then saved this whole are we in a rebuild or not conversation because that would have indicated a rebuild. We're trading one of the best edge rushers in the NFL for picks, things that probably won't help us, definitely won't help us as much the next season. That's a straight-up rebuild. But this is the problem. It always felt half-hearted. We're going to try to thread the needle. We're going to try to win now. We can drop a quarterback onto this roster and feel very good about our chances to win a weak division. And now it feels like it's a little too late. And when you're a team that doesn't seem like it has a plan, that's when people start to question how good you are at your job. And so if you trade Brian Burns now, hey, it might be time. I'm not going to argue that it might just be the best answer. But it's admitting that you screwed up not trading him last year. Yeah, and, and I talk about this all the time, man, just in life. People who get put in these high positions that are supposed to be all-knowing, supposed to be experts, and they just make dumb decisions or decisions that just don't make a lot of sense to you at the time. Because like you said, we knew that it was coming up. They knew it was coming up. But I think sometimes people just try to see what they can get away with. And I think Carolina tried to look at it and say, all right, if we throw him this, we'll see what he says. And you know negotiations, especially when you're the uh, person who's the one that's going to be offering up what's prized, and then you're definitely going to say, let's start low. And that's what the Panthers did, but it's come back and uh, bit him in the keister, so to speak, because now you're looking at paying him a, a large, large number, and it can only get worse the more that you wait. And so now they find themselves in a position where the season's not going as they thought it would, and Brian Burns' contract demands, I'm pretty sure, aren't going anywhere. He's playing good football this year. And so now you're just kind of stuck figuring out what you're going to do because you know the vultures are coming. As soon as the Panthers lose a couple of more games, if that is the case, then these teams are going to start sniffing around for what player can take them to the next level. And a lot of people are going to pinpoint Brian Burns as one of those players that they can bring that can put them over the top. So I think they could be faced with this situation again. We'll see what they do because – uh, at this point, if you're looking at a contender making the deal and you get a, let's just say you get a couple of first rounders or a one and a two, it's not probably going to be a high pick. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they really should have seen this coming, should have gotten it done earlier. But I guess things happen how they're supposed to. And uh, they certainly, I'm sure, didn't see the season starting off the way that it has. Well, and some people are asking why you would trade Brian Burns now, right? 980 saying... It seems that the Panthers are not trying to pay for the players. That's why they're giving good players away. Kevin writes in on the text line, this makes no sense. You pray to get players in the draft like Christian McCaffrey, DJ yeah. Moore, Brian Burns. What's the point of trading them all away? You'll be rebuilding forever. And that's the point against it. I mean, a good young defensive ed or a, a defensive end edge mm -hmm. rusher, they're hard to come by for sure. And when you get one and then you want to trade them away, I get why people would be really frustrated. I'd be frustrated. I really like Brian Burns. But now the offense is so bad, you invested a number one overall pick in a quarterback. And it's an offensive league. Well, and even if your goal becomes to put your quarterback in the best situation possible, and if you think trading Brian Burns away might just do that for you now, then I could see why the Carolina Panthers would entertain that. Speaking of entertaining some more conversations about the defensive side of the ball, as we talk about what you want to invest in, this start has has been really interesting to me because Brian Burns is still not, he's still not agreed to a contract. Derek Brown hasn't changed. You're still going to want to lock him up. J.C. Horn gets injured again and for a significant amount of time. The guy's a good player when he's on the field. 
But, man, when you get hurt for a third straight season with a significant injury, I think that one's going to be really hard to gauge what's going to happen with him. Because if it happens again, right, he'll have another year before, and it's all going to be, what have you done for me lately? If he's healthy next season and he balls, then that will change the calculus there. But trying to project what's going to happen with him, I don't know if you just don't bring him back and you wash your hands of an injury-riddled player and say, hey, maybe change the scenery, maybe it works out for you, good luck, we just got to invest in someone we can count on. I don't know if you do that. Or I don't know if the injuries actually have J.C. come at a discount to the point where it would be kind of dumb not to pay him top 15 money. Well, I, I don't know. I have no clue what kind of money he would get. That's the really hard part to to answer. But will he come at a discount because of his injury history that you would be getting a discount for the quality of player he is on the field because of that? To, all right, if he, we'll sign him. We'll get him on a deal where if he's healthy, then it's going to be a really good contract in the NFL. That one's going to be fascinating to watch as his career goes on. Well, I think everything that you're saying, it just points towards if these things come to light, a really kind of long rebuilding process because a lot of the guys that aren't panning out for Carolina right now with injuries or play are the guys at the premium positions that you thought that you had a guy there. You thought that you had... Uh, a premier corner in J.C. Horn. You thought that you had a premier young left tackle in Ike Aquanu. Uh, Bryce Young at quarterback, you think right now that you have that one covered, but wide receiver, still got to find that. May have to go find another left tackle. May have to go find another corner. Uh, Frankie Lou, we got to figure out if you're going to pay him. If you do decide to pay Brian Burns, if you get rid of him, of course, that creates another hole, but it's like, okay, can you use Brian Burns to at least help you fill some of those gaps on offense? Uh, it's it's a lot of different ways to, to, to fill in the pieces here, and it just looks like if things don't start to improve a little bit, that, man, there's just a lot of retooling of this roster that's, that's going to be needed, and how do you do it? There are a lot of what-if scenarios a lot of questions because of the start to this season that has gone. It's really unexpected. I, At least I think so. Certainly in how it's looked. I guess it's not crazy to think that Carolina would have gone 0-3. Oh, 0-3 oh is probably a stretch, but maybe even 1-2. and two. It's just that the offense with Bryce Young has looked so bad. The offensive line isn't anywhere close to what we expected. That's the biggest change from preseason on. It started in preseason game one. <laughs> I thought this was going to be a strength. It looks <laughs> yeah. awful. Mm-hmm. It looks absolutely it sets awful. It you back so much. It does. Man. It really does. The offensive line that's, being. That's the disappointing part about it. Is. it is you're looking at it like, damn, I thought we had a left tackle. Now we might have to find a left tackle, a left guard, a right guard. I mean, that's, that's a lot to feel. And you know, you can't buy all the groceries in one offseason. It's tough. You got to go to a couple of stores, you know? I do. Yeah. I hope we're not shopping at Aldi's. I hope you didn't get something that you liked and like, oh, okay, hey, this hit the first time. I'll go to Aldi's again. Oh, wait, never mind. Right. I was tripping. All right, let's go to the first Fitty Flash of the day and then move on to Wes's power rankings. What you got for us, Fitty? Fitty. All right, so we already told you that Bryce Young will practice today, but Frankie Louvu will not. He is out with a hip injury. He will not be on the practice field today. 
And still no timetable for Xavier Woods, but it's not a day-to-day situation. There was a report last night, four to six weeks for Xavier Woods. So Panthers get Bryce Young back, but we saw Frankie Louvu's absence on the field Sunday really play a factor in that loss, and he's not practicing yet again today. All right, what do you make of the injury report? Xavier Woods, we didn't even really get into that a ton in the last segment, but unfortunate that there could be a four to six week absence for him. Good news is Frankie Louvre is expected to play, but not practicing. That would just add to a growing list, a grocery list, if you will, to keep up the time. A grocery list of injuries never (laughs) helps, especially when you're talking about key contributors like that. And really hate that for Xavier, man, because he was having a great start to the season. Top 10 safety, according to PFF. So he's going to be missed. Yeah, he was awesome. Hopefully he can come back sooner rather than later. Let's get to Wes's ACC QB power rankings. It's coming up next. Wes and Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Just got to see good old Flounder walk in the studio saying bye before he leaves. And then we were discussing Fiddy and Flounder going live last night on Twitter and social media. And Fiddy on the camera. I I can't help it, man. Like, you've looked tired. You looked drunk after the one time. Even though you weren't, I will say, you were not drunk after you went live post-South Carolina-North Carolina game at Bank of America Stadium. But the camera, I just... I want you to look at me. You got a pretty face, Fiddy. I just want you to look at me on the camera. These boys don't want to make no money, man. Oh, no. We're we're getting there. Look, here's the problem. Um, I love Flounder to death. Oh, Uh-oh. no. Here we go. I, I know I've got like seven minutes before he's coming back to me. I'm not just going to stare at my computer screen for seven minutes. I'm going to look at my phone. You just look totally, totally, uh, you just are ignoring him, like disengaged, right? Like just not, you're not Well, because, I mean, he just talks and and talks and and talks, and so I just kind of let him roll and gives me a chance to read the comments that we have coming in, check scores from, you know, baseball. <laughs> you're just, you know, you're just looking at texts, you know, if I got, you know, cause I'm a very popular person. People are, are texting me. Like yeah. I got a lot of work. I got to get done. I want to strangle them cause they just want to ask for donations. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Every show that you watch this live, ask for donations. Like you're not like holding a tin cup, but it's part of the <laughs> deal. Like you shouldn't be doing live video in 2023 and not 
asking for donations. Here's what you do. You hold up a, the whole time Flounder's talking. You hold up a sign with each of your Venmo handles or your Cash App yes. handles. And then you hold it right in front of you. You mm-hmm. don't even have to look. This time you can even hold it with one hand while you scroll your phone for Met scores on the other. But at least people will see your Venmo handles. And then yeah. you could get a little Skrilla. Get some Skrilla. Did like, you see the tank top this man was wearing last I night? I did. I loved it. I'm not going to lie. You no. guys were totally... And you didn't have a hat on, nope. which I really don't see a lot. I had just gotten home from a night at malls. Like, like, that was my other problem. Here I am showing up professionally. You know, I've got the polo on. I'm looking the part. And then here comes Flounder in a tank top that makes him look like a bleached whale. And I was like, here we go. That's messed up. Bleached whale is what he said. And I think, I don't know, I think you meant beached. But, but bleached just sounds but, better. But bleached, I guess you were trying to make a comment on his whiteness. Yeah. I guess so. I think you ran into a really good joke. I don't think you meant it. I think you meant beached. You went with bleached, but somehow it works better. That's Josh Fitty. All right. That's Fitty Marlowe, baby. From one professional to another, let's get to it. It's time for Wes's ACC QB power rankings. How far did Drake May move up the list just for the one left-handed touchdown pass alone? <laughs> Let's start at number five. Wes, who are we leading off with? Number five, man, it's been musical chairs. You know what I'm saying? And before I start, you can catch all this stuff on the ACCDN, not ACC Network from ESPN, but ACCDN on all platforms. But Twitter, Instagram, whatever you want to go on, it's there. So starting at number five, Jack Plummer out of Louisville, man. This guy's balling out. Nobody's talking about this guy. 388 passing yards. He had six total touchdowns or TDR, whichever you prefer, versus Boston College on Saturday. He's 19th in the country in passing yards. He's got Jamari Thrash out there ripping it up for him. And the Cardinals are undefeated. I like that. Undefeated. QB of an undefeated team making their debut on the top five list. And fun fact, Jack Plummer, not related to Jake the Snake Plummer. I definitely thought about that. They have a couple of guys on the team, Jamari Thrash. I sent out an email with the video I made about Thrash and called him James. Yeah, James Thrash, (laughs) Jake Plummer. We're going with some great, like, early 2000s nostalgia football players Mm -hmm. in the NFL. Uh, DJ Skidder, no, it's not Jake Plummer's son. I looked it up. But that's what a lot of people think. I thought about that a lot, too, especially with his name starting with a J. You would think a dad naming his son Jack. for sure. In fact, I just looked it up to be sure, and Mm -hmm. it showed up in my recent search history. Mm -hmm. So I'd already looked that up just to be sure. (laughs) Number four, after Jack Plummer, who you got? Number four, Riley Leonard, man, playing good football. The numbers aren't quite as guardy as you'd want them to be, but he's still P. PFF's number eight offensive grade amongst quarterbacks. He had 278 total yards and two touchdowns uh, versus UConn. And the Blue Devils are undefeated as well. Huge matchup with Notre Dame coming up on Saturday. So that could uh, change some rankings a little bit depending on what happens. Very much could. By the way, Kyle F. saying, Walker making fun of Fitty for using the wrong word when you said all Ds. I made it plural instead of all Ds. The the spelling police jumped out on you. I put an S on it. I made it plural. You know, oh well. I guess so. English teachers. I apologize, Fitty. You happy, Kyle? I apologize, Fitty. Thank you very much for holding me accountable, texters, listeners, and Kyle F., Who's number three on the power rankings, Wes? Still number three, man. Not a lot of, not a ton of changes this week. Drake May still holding it down, man. 296 passing, three TDR versus Pitt. But his last two games, he's had 710 yards passing and five total touchdowns. All right, we'll get to that in a moment because I look at it every single time. I look at Fitty. He's squinting. 
Just it's like, all good, man. He needs, like, to, he needs to get a signature win under his belt right now. All right, number two, who is the second-best QB in the ACC? Tyler Van Dyke, Miami. He's still PFF's number one offensive-graded quarterback in the entire country, and he's number two with his passing grade right now. He's seventh in the NCAA in completion percentage. Canes are undefeated. And he's got a top 25 win on this belt. Tyler Van Dimes this year? Yep. Okay. Tyler Van Dang or Tyler Van Dam, whichever you want. <laughs> Tyler Van Dam, he's yeah, playing good. That's what I'm he's balling, man. He's playing so good. Number one on Wes's top five ACC QBs. Who you Number got? one, the Tiger King. I'm not talking about Joe Exotic. I'm talking about Jordan Travis. If you didn't see his T-shirt that just dropped with the two Tigers on it, showing that he tamed LSU's Tiger and Florida State's Tiger, I mean, and Clemson's Tiger because he went into Death Valley, got the win in the process, became Florida State's all-time leader and TDR with 82 of those boys. He passed Chris Winkie. He threw what would be the game winner, so we'll call it the go-ahead touchdown to Keon Coleman in overtime, 289 yards passing, three total scores for him in that matchup. All right, one more time down the list, five through one, who you got for us? Five through one, Jack Plum out of Louisville, four, Riley Leonard out of Duke, three, Drake May, UNC, two, Tyler Van Dyke, Miami, one, Jordan Travis out of Florida State, man. But I think we're about to get some separation as we start to get into some of these big games, conference matchups. Definitely going to start to get some moving and a shaking. All right, so you can also go find those videos. Go check out Wes on his Twitter, at Wes Bryant underscore 72. Yes. And really anywhere that you're on social media, it's at Wes Bryant underscore 72. Right. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. They can find you on threads, right? They can yep. find you on spill. Everywhere. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Let's move on. Let's go to the 1 o'clock hour. It's time for the Campus Corner. More college football Corner. discussion. Yep, coming up next, Wes and Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Back and home. They go together like...